0: Satan's Wrath versus God's Wrath, the most disputed 35 acres on the planet, a social credit system in Italy, and a digital ID just days after the re-election of Emmanuel Macron. So much in the news right now, and we will analyze these topics and I'm sure many more while taking your calls on this open line edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition, this open line edition of End of the Age. I will be taking your calls today. The number to reach me, one 363 8463 Now, I was going to start out um, with something that has been going around the internet lately and, and I've had people questioning me about it and a lot of different things and wondering, wait, hey, what do we think about this? But it pertains to the pre-trib uh, rapture versus the post-trib rapture um, debate. It's not really a debate in my mind, but it is a debate in some people's mind. And so they were questioning me about... Satan's wrath versus God's wrath, or just questioning that in general. Satan's wrath versus God's wrath in the end time. Many people have that, um, really a question about that in their mind. And so I thought I might try to clear that up today. By the looks of it, I don't know if I'm going to have time because I've already got some, uh, several callers online. So we're going to go straight to that. However, I'll probably do at least part of a program next week, if we we don't get to it today, on Satan's wrath versus God's wrath uh, in the end time. Because there are a lot of people that believe the great tribulation is the wrath of God. And Scripture tells us that it's not. The wrath of God is mentioned throughout the Bible. And... God poured His wrath out several times, even in the Old Testament. However, there is a specific time in the New Testament, uh, or I should say, yeah, it's mentioned in the New Testament, there's a specific time at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ in the battle of Armageddon, Well, God will pour out the seven vials of the wrath of God out upon the earth. And it's actually localized right there in Israel. They will be poured out, I should say six of them will be poured out right there on the armies that come down to Israel to battle at the Battle of Armageddon. The first one is poured out on those who receive the mark of the beast during the Great Tribulation. But it's very important that we understand the difference between Satan's wrath, which is the Great Tribulation, and God's wrath, which is poured out right there at the very end of the Great Tribulation upon those armies that come down against Israel to battle. It really helps to understand uh, the pre-post-trib, or at least part of it, the pre-post-trib discussion. Um, And so I I was going to go through that today. I I don't think that's going to happen because I've got a lot of calls, but uh, I probably will, I'm probably going to write an article on it in one of the upcoming magazines, uh, and not in an effort to be controversial, but to simply teach what the Bible says about the Great Tribulation, the wrath of Satan, the wrath of God, what it's all about, and then uh, hopefully to clear up some, um, maybe miss some misconceptions. And uh, because we want to know the truth, right? I want to know the truth. If there is a pre, if if the Lord's going to return and the and the rapture will occur prior to the tribulation, I want to know the truth about that. And then, But also, on the other hand, if the Lord's going to come back, send His angels with the great sound of a trumpet to gather His elect immediately after the tribulation, I want to know the truth about that, right? Because I'm a truth seeker. I want to know the truth. The Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's what I'm all about. Whatever the Bible says. It's not really what is Dave Robbins' opinion. What is End Time Ministries' opinion? Opinions are great. Everybody's got their own opinion. But I want to know what the Bible says. The Bible's the end all. The Bible says, let God be true, let every man be a liar. So here at End Time Ministries, and the way I run my life and my family, is that I'm going to go by Scripture. And so... I'm just kind of giving you guys a heads up what's coming maybe you know next week, and uh, and and we'll talk about it. I, I may do two programs because I it, man from so much uh, that's coming uh, questions and different things about the pre post trib. I'm going to say discussion, not the debate. I think I may do another program in the future about a post tribulation rapture. And we can get into that today if you want to and discuss the scriptures and different things. But a post-tribulation rapture, and maybe we won't even touch Matthew chapter 24 and the Olivet Discourse. We may shelve that passage and prove a post-tribulation rapture not even using Matthew 24. So, wouldn't that be a discussion? So, we need to probably... Uh, well, I'll probably do a program on that uh, next week and then we'll see what happens um, Get off into all kinds of fun discussion, right? Some bantering back and forth. Okay, so with that said, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to James in Wisconsin. God bless James. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Um, I was
1: living in Texas, but now I'm living in Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I wondered anyway, if it was
0: you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Me. Praise the Lord. Well, anyway, here's the story. I've been hearing you speak of a great eagle and it's nourishing uh israel in the revelation you know yes only problem is you don't quote it correctly okay it's the two wings of the great eagle yes sir and wings are on the right side and the left side of the eagle the great eagle right Mm Hmm. anyway if you go to Zechariah chapter 11, verse 4, it talks about the two that are standing in front of the Lord, it says, or something yes. like that. Yes, sir. And then you go to Revelation, it talks about the two witnesses, and they speak for this certain length of time, and which is the same time that it says about the two wings of the great eagle,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you see. So it's actually talking about the two witnesses. And then you go to, um, it says before this it talks about, and they will be helping Israel in their in the wilderness, something like that. I don't have the scripture right in front of me here, yeah. but it says they. Yes. And so if you're talking about the two wings being the
0: navy and the air force or something,
1: that's totally not correct.
0: James, I'm I'm coming up to a break here. Can you hold over the break? Okay. Okay, yeah.
3: In the Bible, God gave us a timeline from the beginning to the end of the age. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus you can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in god's plan by watching our brand new video the future according to bible prophecy get your dvd of the future according to bible prophecy free with a gift of any amount go to intime.com/future or call 800 intime that's intime.com/future or 800-363-8463.
4: Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started in time ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
0: Okay, Uh, going straight back to the phones. James, are you still with me?
5: Yes.
0: Yes. Okay, so I understand... Um, I understand where you're coming from. However, scripture. no, I totally agree with you. Let me give you, let me explain to you in the audience why we say that it is the United States. Um, and that when you go to Daniel chapter 7, Daniel saw four beasts, a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed leopard, and a ten-horned beast. And they said that these beasts represent nations or kingdoms, that would be on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the lion with eagle's wings, we know, is the lion's Great Britain, the modern-day nation of Great Britain. And the eagle's wings, we know that that represents the United States of America. The the Bible um, Daniel 7 says that, I beheld till the eagle's wings were plucked out of the lion and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. So where did the United States of America come from? Our mother country of Great Britain. So, in Bible prophecy, when we go to Revelation chapter 12 and 13, Revelation 13, those beasts are all mentioned again in the world governing body of the end-time world government. The the body of the leopard, feet of the bear, mouth of the lion, ten horns of the 10 horn kingdom. The eagle's wings are not mentioned there in that, uh, there, if you jump back one chapter to Revelation 12, chapter 14, the Bible says that Israel is carried away when when the war in heaven happens. Satan is banished to the earth, and the Bible says he persecutes the woman with twelve stars around her head, which is Israel. The Bible says in Revelation twelve fourteen that the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she will be ner- that. Um, let me make sure you said I quoted it wrong. So let me make sure I quote it right. And to the two women were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time, times, and half a time. We believe that when it's talking about the eagle in end-time Bible prophecy, that it is the modern-day nation of the United States of America, not necessarily the two witnesses. And so, again, we get that from Daniel 7 coming over into Revelation 12 and 13. That's why we teach that, James. I understand what you're saying about the two witnesses, and they'll be here during that time. But uh, we're of the opinion that it's the United States and not the two witnesses. But time will tell, my friend. Okay.
1: Here's one
0: more reference.
1: Okay. Matthew Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 on down mm-hmm. through 28. Yes. Yeah. About James and John standing on the right and the left side yes. of the Lord. Yes, yeah. sir.
0: I still am going to refer back to Daniel Seven, where Daniel saw two wings on the back of the lion, and that we were plucked out of that in their modern nations uh That's well, my story, and I'm going to stick to it james well, here's the good part, yeah, the two witnesses are coming out of
1: the United States myself and Donald john Trump, so praise the lord
0: i I understand um that james would be that would be interesting oh yes <laughs> okay well true. i I do thank you for the call, James. Uh, good to hear from you again, and uh, God bless you. I look forward to talking to you next time. Let's go to Nick in South Carolina. God bless, Nick. Welcome to End of the Age.
5: Hey, how are you doing today, sir? How's it going? I'm doing tremendous. How are you? Good, so Good. I'm just going to ask you, then I have to let you go because I'm, I'm actually at work. But, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a preacher called Herbert W. Armstrong yes, who... I guess started a show it was called the key of David mm-hmm. and they preach. And I think it's another show an offspring of it, that the Anglo-Saxon or the English speaking nation of the great Britain. or I think it's Ireland. I can't remember or both, that they said that they, they are the lost tribe of Israel. Yeah. Have
0: you ever heard that? Or what do you think of that? So I have not heard of that. Um, I am familiar with Herbert Derby Armstrong. He had the plain truth magazine years ago, and yeah. so I am familiar with him. However, I've never heard him teach about that, and the way I look at I'm, a lot of people have questioned about the lost tribes of Israel and where they're at, and, you know, they're scattered all throughout the earth, and they were rejected, and all this other. here's the way I look at um, the people that are now in Israel, is that the Bible says that God would gather them back from where they were scattered all over the earth, and that Israel would be, would be created as a nation prior to His second coming. It's Ezekiel chapter 37. What particular tribes they belong to, what kind of Jews they are, I'm letting God sort all of that out. All I know is, is what the prophecy says, God would bring them back into the nation, and there would be a nation prior to His second coming. So, uh, uh, who they are, and you know, are, they, are they this type of Jew, that type of Jew... That's honestly irrelevant to me. What I'm, right. I'm trusting God in that he knows who to bring back. And I'm just saying that they're people. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to help people, not necessarily the lost tribes, the found tribes, who these kind of Jew are. That's irrelevant to me. God brought the people back and that's who I love. And so um, I, I, I really don't know. I've never heard that about um, Herbert W. Armstrong, but I'm just trying to help people nick
5: maybe it wasn't him but the show that inspired him i think it's called the key of david yeah they mentioned that about two or three times and it, it and then a friend of mine well it is really irrelevant to be honest you, but it still is of interest but a, a friend of mine did mention to me that scott scotland was named after princess scotia which traces back to the jewish tribes and that the four or five stones that uh, the queen has and I can't, it has it has relevance to the Old Testament. Sure. I just can't remember what it was.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I have never heard that. Um, again, I'm running 200 miles an hour all the time. And so what I do yeah. is I stick to the prophecies that I can explain. And I know we're going to happen and they're happening right now. And I'm preparing people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And um, some of these things, you know, a, a rabbit trail that will take us back into 17 centuries ago. Honestly, at this point, um, I'm running too fast to get off into some of that, Nick. Understood. Understood. Yes. Sir. Okay.
5: Well, thank you, thank you for taking my call, sir. Have Absolutely.
0: God bless, my friend. Thank you. Right. Okay. okay. let's go to, I think, Eugene in New York is next. God bless, Eugene. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing tremendous. How are you?
5: All right. I'm great. Um, I want to know... When reading the Bible it says that currency will come to an end, where will we go to? The Bitcoin or
0: whatever else? About the, okay, so you're talking, are you referring to like a cashless society? Yes. Okay. So uh, you're asking me, where's that found in Scripture? Correct. Okay. So, um, actually, it all ties into Revelation chapter 13 with a world-governing body and precursors to the mark of the beast. The world government will be established. The Antichrist will usurp authority over that. And in an effort to control people and get them to pledge allegiance to him and his one-world-governing body and the edicts of that, he's going to use an economic sanctioning system most prophecy people that study prophecy would refer to it as the mark of the beast. Everybody will give, be given a mark in their right hand or in the forehead, and with that they won't be able to buy. Without that, they won't be able to buy or sell. A precursor to that system would be moving us off of cash, which is freedom, onto a cashless society and a fully digital platform, which would allow the world government to be able to track you and to give everybody their own unique identification number and without that they wouldn't be able to buy or sell or function in society. So the cashless society would be a precursor to the eventual time when the Antichrist would implement the Mark of the Beast. And the world government today has the a organization that works directly with them called the Better Than Cash Alliance. And it is... The sole reason for its existence is to work with governments and different corporations to get them to move off of cash onto a fully digital platform. Really, that's one of the main uh, precursors to the eventual mark of the beast. So really, it doesn't say cashless society in the Bible, but we know that the cashless society and moving onto a digital platform is one of the precursors pointing us towards the eventual system of the mark of the beast.
5: Okay. Yes, well, sir. There's a Bitcoin and the other one. There's another name for another one. So I'm not understanding. I'm the not Bitcoin. understanding
0: what you're saying, Eugene. There's a
5: Bitcoin and there's a name for another digital thing coming out. Well, I forgot it, too. All right. All right. That's great. All right.
0: Well, I do thank you for the call, Eugene. You have a great day, and God bless you, my friend. Um, Let's go to Randy in Illinois. God bless, Randy. Welcome to End of the Age.
6: God bless you, sir. Thank you so much for your teaching. Thank you so much for this ministry. Thank you. And I thank God every day for your father-in-law, and I know you do, too. Uh, Real quick, Brother Dave, uh, I know one of the topics today is one of my favorite subjects. It's so easy to teach. I've enjoyed teaching this also with people through you guys and your teaching. Uh, What is amazing is all of the scriptures point the last trumpet, the seventh trumpet, uh, the end. Of course, that's when Jesus comes, and that's when he, uh, he relieves all the people of their woes in this old earth. And who rises first, the dead in Christ? Of course, it's so simple to see that. Yeah. One quick uh, word today, which you might want to think about, is the new laws that are being passed with misinformation and disinformation. Yeah. Uh, real quick, when we see Daniel and uh, John seeing people that over that are overcome, we see many Christians will die. Uh, obviously, uh, this. This uh, 11 of the apostles, they gave their lives, uh, according to some of the Bible and church history. Yeah. And that's what many of us will obviously face sometime. And that's why we have to have this truth rooted in this grounded in us. Yes. But right now, laws are being introduced, as you know, law, disinformation, misinformation yeah. that are coming against. To me, it's so simple to see that many pastors will be reading some in Romans where, uh, where the evil is coming out of so many words just of a preacher. They could take him right out. Uh, when, you, when you read about, um, when Paul tells us about the things that are coming against this age as in sexual immorality, and we can see men against men, or men with men, women with women, and the like. And I'll shut up and let you give me your thoughts. Yeah, well, so there
0: have been times, uh, you remember here a while back, I don't know, it's a few years ago when the mayor of Houston actually subpoenaed the sermons of of many preachers down there because they were talking against or preaching about the biblical teachings of the LGBT community and how that was diametrically opposed to the Word of God. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the... And I know what you're talking about this uh, this um, new thing that Joe Biden is setting up this disinformation yes. governance board through the Department of Homeland Security. I'm that's I just found out about it here recently. I've, I've either myself or Doug and Vince will probably do a program on that next week. We've got to talk about that. But yes. uh, or unless something bigger happens, you know, there's always there's exactly. never enough time on the radio for these things. Mm-hmm. However, I understand that the attack on free speech. Really is one of our you know, it, it's one of our foundational um, stones here in America, the thing, one of the things we were built on, the freedom yeah. of speech, because we came out from under the tyrant of King George, and we wanted to have free speech, free speech, free worship, free to go to church, whatever uh, you want to do, however you want to worship, who you want to worship. And so even though this was really set up as a, a, a Christian nation, A lot of people don't even know that anymore because it's not taught in school or anything. But really, we were based on Judeo-Foundational Christian principles. However, we could go down a million uh, roads on that one. But with this disinformation um, board that's being set up by Joe Biden and different things, he's saying it's all about the Internet and everything. But at the end of the day, what they want to be able to do, I've been doing some research, is they want to be able to... You remember when COVID-19 came in March of 2020 And they wanted to say, hey, you've got to be vaccinated. This has got to happen. They want to be able to put that information out, but not allow anybody to say anything about ivermectin and hydroquin and all this. Exactly. So that's what they want to do. They want to completely put their information out, but you not have the ability to come back against it. That's really, I think, probably what the whole thing's all about. But eventually, and this is where End Time Ministries and many of these others that are already being heavily censored... That's what the end of the age platform was was created for. Sure, is they want to be able to to keep me and eventually get into the churches from talking about the LGBT community and the uh, of COVID and uh, I we had so many. Um, all I had to do was to mention um, the COVID vaccines and different things. And man, I mean we were They were just lopping our stuff off of YouTube right and left. They didn't even want me to mm-hmm. talk about it and so mm-hmm. um because I was telling people you know that for me personally, I wasn't going to take it and you know so that's really what that's all about um and I can see there come a time in America where you know unless something there's a big resistance that they would try to shut down preachers from talking about things that are that align up with the Word of God. I mean, I think that's what we're both talking about, Randy, and I know about it, and we'll have some future programming coming up in the very near future on that.
6: Love you all very much. Thank you. All right,
0: God bless, my friend. Everybody, we're coming up on a break. Uh, The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. I've got one line open. I mean, I've got a full bank of callers here. So when we get back from the break, we'll go right back to the phones.
7: Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies,
0: Welcome back, everybody. Wow, okay, so I got a full bank of callers. We're going straight back to the phones. Let's go to James in Texas. God bless, James. Welcome to End of the Age.
5: Hey, Dave, my name is James. I just have a question for you about is the grave is hell or there's, there is a hell with brimstone because somebody's been confusing me and saying the grave is hell, and that was it when we die.
0: Okay, so um yeah, that's a loaded question. the sorry no no, so i' I'm, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm just saying that for many, they don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> so um the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord now i I've never died, so I cannot give you a conclusive answer on exactly step one, two, three. What happens when you die? I believe, what I can only give you a scriptural answer. The Bible says, to be absent from the body, present with the Lord. The question is, what, let's say my father-in-law, an individual, yeah. Irvin Baxter, an individual who served God his entire life. He was saved at 13 years old, born again, and basically lived, to my knowledge, almost a model life. Did he do things wrong? Maybe. Not that I ever saw but died in the Lord. He was serving the Lord when he died. Where is he? He is in the presence of the Lord, awaiting the second coming of Jesus Christ, where his, the Bible says at the time of the rapture, the dead in Christ would rise first. Wherever his spirit is. I can't tell you where that's at. The Bible talks about, at one point about souls under the altar. Um, He's in the presence of the Lord at this point because when the rapture happens, his spirit will be united with his immortal body and come out of the grave. The Bible's very clear on that. Then we who are alive oh. and remain will be caught up to meet them in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Um, about the, those the, who are not saved. Well, so I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. The, but the, the Bible likens people that are... Saved individuals as they're just sleeping. Remember when Lazarus passed away, Jesus showed up and said, Why are you guys weeping? He's just asleep. And so, that's people who are saved. Um, Where specifically, can I tell you, are, are those souls at? They're in the presence of the Lord. However, the Bible talks about unsaved individuals. Are they in hell right now? Because in some places the Bible says that um, uh, the grave is referred to as shoal, and you know there's different um, definitions. However, is the question is for me is not necessarily when you die what happens. I mean, you know, between now and the Great White Throne, yeah. But into eternity, that's what's most important for me. What happens into eternity when somebody, after somebody passes away? Um, and I know I'm kind of jumping around on this, but there, you know, because it's uncomfortable for some people. And I, I you know, I want to make sure everybody's able to sleep tonight. <laughs> but there will be people in hell prior to the great white throne of judgment. The way I know that is specifically the Bible says that in Revelation 19:20, that the Antichrist and the false prophet, human beings, will be cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. So these two individuals, who obviously were not serving the Lord, they're sinners, where do they go? They go into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Let me read you another scripture. Because in my opinion... Now, you know, I'm just telling you what the Bible says here. All right. The Bible says that at the time of the great white throne judgment, that um, John said, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were opened. Another book was opened, the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books, according to their works. The Bible says, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. Death and hell were cast alive into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So there were, it appears there will be human beings in hell prior to the great white throne of judgment, and Jesus gave a parable of the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man, when he died, he went to hell. And the Bible says he was tormented in the flames, and Lazarus, the beggar, went to, was comforted in Abraham's bosom. And the rich man actually said, can you send Lazarus to just dip his finger in a cup of water and touch my tongue because I'm tormented in these flames? So, I have to look at Scripture and say that there will be people in hell prior to the great right throne of judgment um, Do I Again, James, I've never been there, so I cannot give you a 100% conclusive answer. All I can say is, is these are scriptures that are found in the Bible, and it appears that there will be people in hell prior to the great white throne of judgment. My goal is to not find out what that's all about. I am going to be born again. Yeah, I'm going to be born again. I'm going to go in the rapture. And I'm going to rule as a kings and priests with the Lord for that thousand-year millennial reign. Dying Amen and not being that. saved, that's not an option for me. And so um, all I can do is give you a scriptural answer, my friend.
5: I appreciate it, Dave. And I always watch your program. And your dad, your father-in-law was very good on the program. I have talked to him before. Yeah. I've, and he was good. He was very You're good. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Keep the work up.
0: All right, well, thank you much, my friend. God bless. Uh, you have God a great bless weekend.
5: you, too. You, right. too, sir. Bye-bye. Thank you
0: very much. Okay, let's go to... Um, and, you know, the thing is, everybody, is that I am never going to fabricate an answer for you. That's not going to do you any good. That's not going to do me any good. And so if, if you know, I, what happens, step one, two, three at the rapture, and, you know, all I can do is give you scriptural answers. That's what we're going to go by. Other than that, I'm just going to simply say... I don't know. I haven't died yet. You haven't. If you're listening to me, uh, hopefully you haven't died yet. And uh, I, none of us really know. Uh, step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What happens after you die? All I know is is that my goal is to be born again. That's it. Um, okay. Let's go to Kimberly in Arizona. God bless Kimberly. Welcome to End of the Age.
8: Oh, hello there, brother Dave. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm blessed. Thank you for asking. I hope you uh, and the prophecy team are doing well. Awesome. Okay, so my question is, um, what, uh, what signs are definite as far as when the first three and a half years of the tribulation kicks off? I mean, what, I mean, what will be a clear indication that, okay, now we are now in the first three and a half years of the tribulation? Sure. So, the
0: peace agreement between the... This is Daniel nine twenty seven The Antichrist mm-hmm. will confirm a covenant with many for a seven-year period. That's the final seven years, Daniel 70-week. A peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians confirming Israel's right to exist in the Holy Land um, with all the characteristics. Um, the, the temple Mount's going to be placed under a sharing arrangement. The Israel will mm-hmm. be allowed to build her third temple there will be a two-state solution created. The Jews living out in the West Bank or modern-day, the modern-day West Bank, which is the biblical Judea, they will be allowed to live out there as a Jewish minority uh, in a Palestinian state, and Israel will retain control of the city of Jerusalem all the way for that final seven-year period. When you see a peace agreement between the Israelis and Palestinians that has those five characteristics then you can know, without beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is scriptural, that the final seven years has begun. And then, we've, then we're into the, fi- the first three and one-half years, especially when you see the temple being built on the temple mount. Then you, the, that, we know that that's got to happen in the first three and one-half years of the final seven years, and animal sacrifices will be resumed as well. Um, those are going to be the tell signs letting us know we're in the first three and one-half years.
8: Okay. That's, yeah. that's what I thought. Uh, I learned that from y'all. So uh, yeah. thanks for uh, answering my questions. Absolutely.
0: Um, and one thing that I might want to clear up, I thought you said in the first three and one-half years of tribulation. Well,
8: yeah, I thought like the seven years and okay. like the one three-and-a-half years was like the great tribulation, like right. the last three-and-a-half
0: years. Right. So... The Great Tribulation lasts the final three and one-half years, but yes. the, there, there's, there are no scriptures for a seven-year tribulation. So the, right. first, the first three and one-half years, Israel's building their temple. The peace agreement's been signed. The Antichrist is coming into power. Um, the, the world government is coming into where we fully established the world religion, but not necessarily a time of tribulation. There is, um, you know, it's just we're living life as usual, post a six-trumpet war. And um, that's where, you know, Christians will be hopefully getting in full evangelism mode at that point, uh, especially when you see the building of the third temple. But the great tribulation occurs, Jesus said, uh, when you see the abomination of desolation, halfway through that final seven years. There are many places where the the Bible says the tribulation only lasts time, times, and half a time. 42 months, 1,260 days, which are all three and a half years.
8: Where do they get the seven years from if it's only three and a half years?
0: Right. So there is a final seven-year period. Daniel's 70th week, the peace agreement starts a seven-year period that will end with the second coming of Jesus Christ and the Battle of Armageddon. A seven-year tribulation is a traditional teaching that is not a scriptural teaching.
8: Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks a lot. God bless.
0: Okay. God bless you, my friend. Have a great weekend. Uh, Let's go to Jonathan uh, in, I believe it's Massachusetts. Hope I get that one. Uh, God bless Jonathan. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, how are you, David? I'm doing tremendous. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. Good. Uh, It's been 20 years since I
9: called. I remember speaking with your father-in-law.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, welcome back. Uh, David, I had a. uh,
9: Me and my wife talk often about the scripture, and I had come to a belief that the two witnesses are not necessarily two people, but two groups of people. Okay. Uh, The Jew and the Gentile, but Uh both believers. Is that possible?
0: Well, I I don't think so, Um, because the Bible says in Revelation 11:10. That they are two prophets, and when the Bible says that when they are when they finish their ministry after three and a half years, that the world government ruled by the Antichrist will kill them, and they will lay in the streets for three and a half days. So I don't see that being the Jews and the Gentiles specifically for those two reasons. They're two prophets, and they will be killed just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ.
9: Yes. Now, David, when it. When they're also, yes, they are referred to as two prophets, but they're also referred to as the two olive trees. Now, using the law of first mention, would not we go back to the book of Zechariah that speaks about Israel as an olive tree?
0: Yeah.
9: And then to the book of Romans, where yeah. Paul says that we...
0: Hey, hey Jonathan, dead- I'm coming up on a break. Can you hold over the break?
9: No problem, David. Thank yeah, you. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hold over the break and then we'll get right back to you. Um, well, God bless everybody. We got a full bank of callers. We'll get right back.
10: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning, over 30 years ago, when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with end time to help get the message of our soon coming king out to the world call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner
0: okay jonathan you still with me yes sir okay uh, finish your thought, please. I apologize for that.
9: That's not a problem. I just, uh, I, d- during my time of study, I came to believe that these people are not two individuals, okay. uh, that they're, and uh, don't get me wrong, because the Word of God says is neither Jew nor Gentile. Yeah. But if we go back to the law first mention, which yeah. is normally used, yeah. we have to go back to Zechariah, where mm-hmm. he speaks about the two olive trees. Yes. Then we would have to come ahead to the book of Romans where Paul said that we shouldn't boast against the true tree, which is Israel. We're grafted in. Right. So now it does say they're two prophets, but they're also identified as two olive
0: trees. Yes.
9: So I'm wondering myself, and it says that their bodies are left in the street for three and a half days. Yes. Now that three and a half days doesn't necessarily mean a literal three and a half days. Okay. which could be the remainder of the tribulation period, which is three and a half years. And if you go back into Psalm 79, 2, yeah. and I'll end with this. I don't want to keep on your time. It says, The dead bodies of thy servants they have given to be meat unto the fowls of the heaven,
0: yeah. and the
9: flesh of thy saints unto the beasts of the earth. Okay. So these people, whether two prophets, like they say, Elijah or Nark, or whoever it might be, or multitudes, like I think, they're not allowed to be buried, and the bodies are consumed by the birds. Okay. Now, that was a threat the enemy made to us through Goliath to yeah. David. I'll give your body to the birds of the air. Okay. And so, it didn't happen. It went just the other way.
0: Yeah. Well, T- Tell me again, think, Jonathan, let me break it on you here. Tell me again no. specifically who you think the two witnesses are.
9: Well, I... Me, personally, I believe they're not two people. Okay. I believe they're two two peoples. And what I mean by that is I'm Swedish, English, and French by nationality. Right. I have friends who are Jewish. Yes. Uh,
0: if I come to
9: faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm a believer. Now, I'm not of the Jewish descent in the sense of my flesh. Right. But as to faith, I am. Okay. Vice versa for Jew... Comes to faith in the Lord. Now yep. we're both believers.
0: Okay, but, so the the the. But my point is, tell me again specifically in one sentence, who do you Jew believe the two witnesses Gentile, are? Jew and, Gentile, Jew and Gentile, believers. So all Jew, and, all Jewish, Jewish and Gentile believers. Yes, I. Believe and and you believe points. and you believe that the three and a half days is not necessarily a specific three and a half days. Yes. Because okay. Now, let me, let me speak to that because i got a full bank of callers and I'm going to have to hurry. No
9: problem,
11: sir. No problem.
0: So the, the Bible says in Revelation 11:3, I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy 1,203 score days. So 1,260 days. Then that's a three-and-a-half-year period. Then the Bible says that, and when they shall have finished their testimony. So at the end of that three-and-one-half-year period, Yes, sir. The beast shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. Their bodies yes. shall lie in, the straight, uh, lie in the streets three and a half days. Yep. And, that kind of hard? Right, <laughs> And after the three and a half days, the spirit of life got in, God entered into them. They stood upon their feet. Great fear fell upon them, which saw them. And in that, verse 13, oh, and in that same hour, there was a great earthquake. The tenth part of the city fell. Yes. And then the Bible yes. says in 15, and the seventh angel sounded. We believe that they are two men who will have power for 1260 days, three and a half years. At the end of that, they'll be killed for three and a half days. When, they are, um, when the Lord resurrects them from the dead, that's at the time of the uh, rapture because it's right there at the seventh trumpet, the Bible says, in that same hour. Now, for the sake of time, I'm going to have to let you go, but at the end of the day, that's what we're believing. Now, we could agree to disagree, but I believe the, the Scripture specifically teaches that there are two prophets who will be killed, laying the streets three and a half days, and then be raptured. Um, that's where I'm at, Jonathan.
9: Uh, yes. Either way, it's uh, beautiful to see you Amen. and your ministry growing. Uh, what, back in 2000, we had you put on uh, television up here in New England. Yeah. So we love your ministry. We loved your father-in-law, and we love you guys. And in the Lord, I'm proud to see you.
0: Amen. Well, that thank his place. Thank you so much, my friend, and um, it, it's truly a God thing. That's all I can say. I, I, I give all the credit for everything that I'm doing to God Almighty and to my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter. And, David, your
9: nickname is Joshua. <laughs> you took over <all> the
0: most <laughs> of <to> this place. <laughs> all right, sir. God bless you. I've heard that more than once. God bless you, and you, you have a great weekend. You too, sir. Let's go to Merrill in California. God bless Merrill. Welcome to End of the Age.
2: Yes, thank you. I'll be as quick as I can in thessalonians second thessalonians two one through four Yes it says the rapture happens during the great tribulation okay, where does the Bible say the rapture is after the great tribulation in other words post tribulation it's a question of timing uh, I, I I look at it and to, the best I can see is it happens somewhere between the Antichrist going into the temple, and the Armageddon.
0: Yes, sir. So, um, the Bible says in Matthew 24, 29-31, Jesus said, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, moon shall not give her light, stars will fall from heaven, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven uh, with power and great glory. And He shall send His angels with the great sound of a trumpet to gather together His elect from the four four winds from one end of heaven to the other. When did Jesus say that that would occur? Immediately after the tribulation of those days. So that's why we teach a post-tribulation rapture.
2: Give me that, those...
0: yeah, it's Matthew chapter 24, verse 29 through 31. It's a, it's a slam-dunk scripture. Now, I can prove it many ways. I well, don't even have to go yeah, to Matthew be, 24. Yeah, a
2: slam-dunk now that you say it. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew 24, 29 through 31. Jesus said immediately after. If he would have said before, we'd be having a whole other conversation. But he says or immediately during. after. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. God bless you my friend and and you uh too. again, I've got a program. I'll be doing another program coming up based on a post tribulation rapture. There's a lot of stuff going on right now uh with people, you know, going back and forth and and so I wanted to make sure I do a program. Um and again, I can prove a post tribulation rapture without even using Matthew 24. And so, really? because the Bible over and over and over talks about the timing of the rapture, but you asked for one that it says, where does it say uh-huh. immediately after the tribulation? Matthew twenty four twenty nine through 31. There's your scripture.
2: Thank you. God uh-huh. bless you.
0: All right, God bless you, my friend. You have a great weekend. Let's go to Sterling up in Canada. God bless Sterling. Welcome to End of the Age.
11: Hi, uh, thanks. Um, so, yeah, I've just been uh, doing a little research and uh, and uh, I came upon this guy named um, Rodriguez delgado he was some uh, Spanish guy yeah but um, he uh, he did you know research on the brain and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, he was he you know dealt with sort of the first um, uh, chip uh implant yes in, in the brain and and, and so um, but um, basically these these uh chips with these chips um, they can control and and um, and guide electronic impulses in the brain okay and so um, it says right here um, uh this area, the limbic region of the brain, um, when stimulated by Rodriguez Delgado, for, produced feelings of strong euphoria. These euphoric feelings were sometimes strong enough to overcome physical pain and depression. And, um, <clears throat> and so, you know, um, I can, I can send you some websites and whatever, but, yeah, uh, it looks to me as if,
0: um, uh, Sterling, can, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to get to your question because I've got a, I only got a really short amount of time left.
11: Yeah. Yeah. Basically they can control your brain. Okay. And they can, they can shut off impulses like guilt and, uh, and stuff like that. Okay. So anyway,
0: yeah, so that, that, you know, that, that those things like that could be a precursor to the eventual mark of the beast system. There's a lot going on with that. Elon Musk is actually into some of that. Uh, chips in the skin, chips in your head, trying to control the yep. bodies. Transhumanism. Um, that's never going to happen to Dave Robbins, nor will it happen to anybody working here at Intime Time Ministries. And so I see it as a precursor. Sterling, I hate, I hate to let you go, but I'm going to try to get one more call in before the end of the program. Let's go to Larry up in Montana. God bless, Larry. Welcome to End of the Age.
12: Yes, sir. I I was wondering, um, okay, the the church, the body of Christ, uh, a couple of things. Um, We have the majority. We have God on our side. We have, like, over a billion people. How come we don't, like, go in sync like the the progressive, the evils and all that stuff, the way they do? They're in perfect sync all the time. And pretty much all we do is we talk about things. And uh, I'm not talking about violence or nothing. But it seems like that's all we do. If we we have the majority, and you know, how, how come we don't do like come together? Because truck, the church is so fractured everywhere. You know, back in the day, King David, I all mean, way, God got people. He called them to action, and they did stuff. They just didn't yeah. talk about it and all stuff. It just doesn't seem like we do anything but sit around and talk about it. You know, we right. got all these people, and we got the Master, the Creator of the whole universe, backing us. You know, how come we don't do more? uh, Than what we do now. I mean, it just seems like we we have, because all these idiots only have the power we give them, right? You know, and you know, and it just seems like to me, as many as we got, we got the, like I said, we got, we got the big man behind us, and we just talk about it.
0: Yeah. You know. So I mean, yeah. So you're referring to you're referring to coming against like government agendas and things like that. In other words,
12: just evil, evil in general. I mean, so evil in general. Okay. Right, yeah. yeah, they're, they're, they're the, they're the ones holding the evil mantle. You know, they, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to see who, who, who's, I mean, who's carrying the torch. I mean, who's calling yeah. the shots behind the scenes and everything. Yeah. You know, and we got, we have all these people and we got him behind us. It just seems like this to me. And you probably know him too. My, uh, my pastor, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from Lake Charles, Louisiana. My, my pastor, my mentor was, uh, Brother Nugent and, um, and, um, Brother Summer's my um my pastor over right. here and right. and um he was just we just I mean he got us doing stuff. I mean we were on the streets. We would just, you know yeah. it just seems like we should just be this in my opinion, you know, that we should be doing a lot more than yeah. what I I you no know, let me put it that way. I think we could accomplish a lot more than what we're accomplishing right now. If yeah. everybody would just get I mean, you look at these people that they you know what but it's like they had like it's magically given to them in the middle of the night and they get up in the morning and they're all saying the same thing. Yeah. Um
0: you know? I, I, yeah, I, I think in the end time that the church will become fully mobilized for evangelism, it's we're not there yet because I'm in yes, churches sir. I mean I deal with so many churches it's you can't even imagine. And Good um course. there are a lot of churches that do do outreach and things like that. But the church as a whole, not necessarily fully mobilized for evangelism. There are a lot that think, hey, we're just fixing to get raptured out of here. The thing is, is there will come a time. Imagine when the Six Trumpet War kicks off. The peace agreement is signed. They start building the third temple. Um, Imagine the mobilization of the church at that time. The Bible says that's when the greatest time of revival will happen, just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so in the end, though, I know this, Larry, the church